Hello and welcome to the Dive Deep, Climb High podcast. I'm Mel Luizu and together with my guests, we explore all different aspects of leadership in higher education. With inspiring stories, practical tips and a little bit of fishiness, this show will help you dive deep into the leader you are and climb high, unleashing your power and potential. Dive deep, climb high, can-do leadership in a world of can't. Before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to let you know that my next six-month leadership programme will start in January 2024. If you would like to be part of this transformational experience, you can find all the information you need on the Dive Deep Climb High website. As the previous delegate said, this course is a must for anyone invested in being the best leader they can be. Today, we're going to be taking a look back at the five guest episodes of season six. As always, I'm eternally grateful for my guests for giving up their time and coming to chat with me about a range of topics. So what were this season's episodes? Episode 51, Look After Your Mental Health, with Rosie Tressler, OBE. Nicola Arnold then joined me for episode 52, Self-Awareness is Key. Dr. Reiner Kraft chatted with me during episode 53, Being a Mindful Leader, and in episode 54, Laurie Capullo and I chatted about the US higher education trends. And finally, in episode 55, John Burns talked about managing redundancy. Let's take a look back at each of my guests' final words of wisdom, starting with Rosie. No surprise, her final words of wisdom encouraged us to be deliberate about our own mental health. For Rosie, she does this by making sure she spends time with her partner and friends. She also ensures that she says no to things, but without feeling guilty. And finally, she makes sure that she spends time with mentors and coaches so that they can help her grow and develop and better manage her own mental health. So how does this resonate for you? How good are you at looking at your own mental health? And if you do, what are your strategies? Because what works for you may not work for me. And I think I'm pretty good at looking after my mental health. But the one thing that really resonated for me listening to Rosie talk was about saying no, setting good boundaries. This has been a work in progress for me. And I have to say, I'm getting better, but I'm not brilliant. And a lot of the people that I work with find saying no very, very difficult. So what are strategies for saying no? Well, it's firstly remembering that saying no is not a negative. It's a bit like that old adage, before we can hope to look after somebody else, we have to look after ourselves. And therefore, sometimes we do have to say no. No, I can't do that. No, I don't want to see you this weekend because actually I need to spend some time by myself, out in nature, whatever it may be. 
And I think it's not just learning to say no, but learning to say no without guilt. And there is no easy method for doing this. But what I would say is once you start to do it, the easier it becomes. It's like flexing a muscle. Rosie's episode was full of such golden nuggets, not just for how we can manage our own mental health on an individual basis, but actually what is happening within the university sector and how universities are adopting a more joined up approach. And then we move on to Nicola. Self-awareness is key for Nicola. And her final words of wisdom, well, She didn't want to give one tip, she wanted to give two. And the first was be a positive disruptor. And she used a statement, now she couldn't remember who it was from. Our mind is like a parachute. It only works when it's open. So I've done a bit of research and that quote is attributed to a Scottish distiller called Thomas Robert Dewar, who lived from 1864 until 1930. But it was also quoted in a 1936 film, Charlie Chan and the Circus. I love, love, love that analogy. If we're not open, our mind doesn't work. And that sort of followed on with her second tip for us and final words of wisdom, which was, what are we doing to create space to try new things? And added to that was, Don't start with what you can't do, but with a positive attitude, self-belief and confidence that you can. And that put me in mind of two other guests that have been on the show. Charlie Wyszkowski in episode 11 and Jeremy Lazarus in episode 49. Now, both of them were talking about the work of Carol Dweck, which is growth mindsets. And one of the statements that she very much uses is, I don't know this yet. I can't do this yet. And I suppose it's all in the same sphere of what Nicola was saying. Don't ever start with can't, start with can and have that self-belief and confidence that you can change things. You can be a positive disruptor. And being a positive disruptor isn't about causing chaos, although sometimes that will ensue. But it's from that point of view that through all growth, there is sometimes a point of chaos and confusion. Chaos and confusion is not always a bad thing because it's through that chaos and confusion that we come out the other side with clarity of thought. So my question to you is, are you a positive disruptor? And can you often find yourself in that place of believing you can't rather than one where you believe that you can? And then we move on to Dr. Reiner Kraft, who was speaking about being a mindful leader. I'm so pleased that mindfulness is becoming more mainstream and we're starting to see the benefits of it and talk about the benefits, not just in a personal way, but professionally as well. It should be part of the training and development that we offer our leaders and our teams. And I loved Reiner's approach because whilst for me, I know that 
that it works. I don't need any goals or statistics. I can just turn my attention inwards and see what a difference it makes. For people that haven't been on a mindful journey or say they can't, can't practice mindfulness, then Dr. Reiner's approach is great because he looks at lots of different aspects and he puts a scientific approach behind something that can be considered woolly and fluffy. And his final words of wisdom for us, start with one minute of mindfulness. There's lots of exercises out there, but if you do nothing else, then just stop for one minute and notice how you're breathing. You don't need to change your breath, just notice how you're breathing. Are you breathing deeply from your belly or are you breathing shallowly from the top of your chest? Because it tends to be that if you are breathing deeply, you are in a state of calm and relaxation. You're in a state of flow. But if you're breathing from your chest and quite fast, it's a good indication that something isn't right for you. Perhaps you're stressed or angry or you just don't know what's going on. So just practice that for one minute. Because if you're saying to yourself, I haven't got the time to do this, I'm too busy, I can't do it. Start small and build up because mindfulness is so powerful. And that's why over the last few years, I've moved my business into leadership performance but focusing on the entire individual, looking at mind, body and spirit. Because it is my belief, like Reiner's, that actually we need to engage all those different aspects of who we are to truly be in flow and be the best version of ourselves. And then with Laurie, as executive editor of University Business Magazine in the US, we had a great discussion about the trends that she's seeing. It was so interesting because so much of it resonates with what we are experiencing here in the UK. But there's also some lessons in there. So if you're interested in what's happening in the US, I would definitely recommend you give this episode a listen. But her final words of wisdom were, hear people. Don't listen to respond, listen to hear them and make people feel like you care. And that's so interesting because that's one of the phrases that I will often use with people. Think about it. How often are you sat in a meeting or a one-to-one or you're on Teams and you're listening to somebody, but you're not really listening because they've said something and you just want to respond. So you don't truly listen. And if we're going to demonstrate that we care, then we need to demonstrate that we really listen to people. I know in the past, I've been in meetings where I thought, right, I know what I want to achieve. I've just got to get everybody on board with me. And so I might ask them for their ideas and their thinking. But am I really listening? Probably not. Is my mind open like a parachute? Probably not. Because I have my goal, I know what I want to achieve, and actually everyone just needs to come with me. And sometimes that might be appropriate, but actually sometimes it isn't. 
and for our teams to be the best version of themselves as well, they need to feel like they have a leader that listens to them. So I'd really urge you the next time you're in a one-to-one or you're in a meeting, are you listening to respond or are you listening to hear and understand? And finally, John Burns talked about a topic that if you've never been through redundancy, it's hard to understand. But if you have, and I have, you realise how traumatic an event it can be. And I feel so, so strongly about this, that in the higher education sector, along with many other sectors, we don't deal with redundancy in a humane way. We often hide behind the process and we forget that there are people at the end of that process. When you hear the words that you're going to be made redundant, you go into shock. And I remember when it happened to me, I thought, oh my God, how am I going to pay my bills? What's going to happen? I'm never going to find another job. It is disastrous. It is probably one of the most stressful situations you can find yourself in. And yet we don't bear this in mind when we put together the process. We send out letters, we talk about redundancy packages, but we don't consider the emotional turmoil that redundancy has. So five fabulous guests, five very, very different conversations. But what is it I take from all of them? The practice of self-awareness. For me, self-awareness is the greatest skill we can have as leaders because we turn our attention inwards instead of looking outside for answers. And that isn't always a comfortable process. Holding a mirror up to ourselves, we have to get comfortable with who we are, with knowing our superpowers, but also those blind spots that can trip us up. Because when we have self-awareness, we have choice. We can choose how we act and behave. So my question for you is how self-aware are you? Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dive Deep, Climb High podcast with me, Mel Luizu. To help build our community of leadership listeners, please leave me an Apple Podcast five-star review. Remember, our fishy adventure doesn't have to end here. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram and Twitter. Links are in the show notes. Dive deep, climb high, can-do leadership in a world of can't.